take a time machine back to before the world went to hell. Around the year 2000. The 80s and 90s were so rad. The movies, the music, the TV, the games. That's what I want to talk about. Like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And continue the conversation on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're cool enough, join the show on Patreon for exclusive bonus content. And now... Less Than 2,000 with Adam Wentz and Chad Bischoff. Less Than 2,000. Now part of the HyperX Podcast Network. Hey man, I know you don't really want to do this episode today, but I mean, I think we should. Man, I don't, I, I don't want to do this episode today. I don't want to do this topic today. I, I, I don't really want to do this topic. It's not that I don't want to do an episode. I, I, I just don't really want to do this movie. I mean, you watched it, right? I mean, you at least... You did do your homework. Like, you at least I watched did, it, right? I did watch it. I did do my research. But it was it was really hard to get through. It was... I was in a bad mood when I watched it. And then and then I stopped halfway through. And, and I was like, I'm not having fun. I need to give this a good shot. <laughs> I'm going to come back. And watch the rest of it tomorrow night. And so that's what I did. It took me two sittings to get through an hour and a half movie. Okay. I mean, I can kind of see this. Well, I, you know what? I took some liberty. I, I, this morning after I, uh, I was getting ready, I was reflecting on the day, which had nothing to do with the show. <laughs> but then I, I, I became inspired and I wrote, we never do this. I actually wrote what I think will be the show notes for the episode I must have sensed you weren't going to want to do this. So let me, let me just get into this. Because I think maybe, this, maybe you'll see things a little differently. Okay. So for this episode, Adam and Chad embark into a movie never seen before. 79's Meatballs, directed by the late, great Ivan Reitman, with Bill Murray starring in his first feature film. The boys debate this National Lampoon-style, very PG movie, trying desperately to give some praise where due to the man who brought us some of the most iconic films of the 80s and 90s. Those are great show notes. I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad you wrote the show notes <laughs> for the episode because cuz yeah, that's the my, most praise we can give. <laughs> yeah, and that would, but it would have been like Adam and Chad Chad struggle to get through Ivan's <laughs> first one. Thank God. He didn't start with Ghostbusters because it wouldn't have turned out as well as it did. Or could Adam and Chad desperately seeking any redeeming value in this movie that took yes. Adam two viewings? Yes. And arguably, yes. listen, I, I mean, I, I, the movie's not great and it's not good, really. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not here to say Meatballs is like some groundbreaking film. I don't think, I don't think anybody could ever say groundbreaking and and meatballs in the same sentence however i will say anytime you watch comedy in a bad mood you're not like it's you're gonna kind of think the movie isn't good but what's interesting is i was in a great mood and i still didn't think it was that good (laughs) but i wanted to do the episode because i know i know we paid tribute you know to to ivan reitman um you know, I, I, I had recently told you the story about how I had met him one time, not knowing, sadly, until years later when I went, oh, my God. But <laughs> he gave us some of the, 
of our favorite cinema of all time. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we could go through, you know, life and the show and not not bring it up because believe it or not, this is the last of Ivan Reitman's Canadian funded films before he went on to do Stripes. And then of course, Stripes started his massive long career. Yeah. So this is like pre-Ivan Reitman. This is this is pre, you know, really getting in an American, getting going. But Bill Murray's first role. The movie seems like a massive, massive cliche. Everything mm. in it was like like a massive cliche. But is it a cliche because it's now been copied so many damn times? Like the jokes weren't original to me because everything seems like it had been done before. But yeah. were they pulling from this movie? Was it more... I almost said the word groundbreaking. I promised I wouldn't do this. Was it... <laughs> Uh, 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 ahead of its time in certain things or and and you are always the master at wikipedia and all that i was so iffy about this film i actually looked stuff up chad did research on this Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i went to rotten tomatoes and i couldn't believe that even rotten tomatoes have really good reviews for this movie because i'm thinking no way is this not getting trashed let me just jump right to this scene. There was an extremely creepy and uncomfortable scene with Bill Murray can I, on can the I couch. Guess it? Can I guess I'm what it is? Can we play this game? Yes, please. I made Go. one note, and it was about Bill, and and I just simply wrote, it wasn't ranchy, it was family friendly, except for Bill Murray's sexual assault scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. It was that's literally dude. what I, I wrote. I'm like, I don't know how else to describe it. I was sitting there alone in my family room watching the movie, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Like it yeah. wasn't it was like beyond the like friendly, like, you know, ha 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 type of stuff. It she was, was like I will scream. Yeah. Yes. She was a get off me or I will scream. And she meant it. Yes. And and then and then he kept going. And then pulled her on top of him and acted like she was sexually assaulting him. And like then, yes, can... and, then, and then tells the other guy who comes it's in, horrible. she was attacking me. Exactly. She was attacking me. That was, that, was, uh, that was very uncomfortable. Explode When Defeated presents something really neat and full of meat. Those children aren't going to protect themselves in a brand new podcast series about everyone's favorite giant reptile. Godzilla? No, we already did that one. Rodan? Nope, uh, we did that one too. Gorgo? Gamera. We're talking about Gamera. From turtles to medieval samurai golems on our new series, Demolition Die. Only on the HyperX Podcast Network. Come on in, take a seat. What are you having? Well, of course I've heard of Hair the Dogcast. That's the podcast that talks about video games and beer. For all of the latest gaming headlines, craft beer reviews, retro games, modern games, series retrospectives, console studies, and on occasion, extremely hungover discussions on the lore of Kingdom Hearts, make sure to check out Hair of the Dogcast, part of the HyperX Podcast Network. And, and you know me, I love to find the, the Gene Siskel or Roger Ebert uh, reviews because let's face it, they are the authority of, sure. of especially at the time. Uh, and I mean, if I'm going to quote Roger Ebert in, on a Beavis and Butthead episode, you know, I'm going to, 
quote one of them, Gene Siskel, on this movie. And I think you he, better. He, 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 his quote is pretty good. It is pleasant as can be, but there's hardly a belly laugh in it. Murray plays a nice guy counselor who befriends a lonely camper. It's all very sweet, but funny? Not particularly. <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel about it. Like, look, I didn't find a lot of laughs in this. I no. did not, you know, the PA stuff where he's on the PA every morning and that kind of serves as a transitional connective tissue to the whole film. Yeah. Um, he he did, I think it was we talk about Wesley Rabbit or something like that. Yeah. He, you could see he was developing the character that was going to become the character from um, from Caddyshack. Yep. There were glimmers of Bill Murray. You know, just his classic cockiness. Just that air of, like, too cool for everything. Totally. Uh, it was was definitely apparent that, that, you know, you saw in Vankman and basically everything else he's ever done. Um, y- you know, you could see him developing his totally his chops basically other than that i don't see there being a whole lot like memorable or redeeming about this the only redeem i mean aside from the very terrible sexual assault scene uh uh i remember i i did belly laugh out loud once Hmm. and it was at the very towards the very beginning when they're getting everybody on the bus and they're doing the whole typical thing where they're introducing all the different characters by the bus and all that and the news reporter's there and he starts interviewing Bill Murray and Bill Murray kind of like takes over and starts doing his Bill thing, you know? Sure, sure. And it starts out as like very typical and they're like, so what sets you guys apart? You know, and he's just kind of like, well, you know, we have all these games. And then he starts like, saying just the most awful stuff in the world. Like, I can't even remember the bit, but it was like, you know, and then on Tuesday, we're going to be doing our, um, you know, our, our hookers and blow routine. And then we're <laughs> going to be doing this. And then we're going to have the save or whatever. I mean, literally like all of this really funny stuff. And I remember I just laughed out loud. And I'm pretty certain he was probably improving that. Like so, I think the funniest thing in the movie was him probably improving that interview, and they're like, "We got to put this in here." I have no, no, I mean, can't quote that, but that's what it seems like. But it was just him going on and on and on, and I chuckled out loud. That was the I, only time I laughed out loud. Yeah, the, the the part that I I didn't laugh out loud, but the part I thought was the the part that I thought was funny was when he was running with Rudy, his his little protege. Mm-hmm. I think it was the first time they went running and, 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 and Tripper is that's Bill Murray's character's name. Tripper is just gassed and he is like <laughs> huffing wind and he's cramping up and, and, and Rudy is like running right along with him and, and not even phased. And Bill Murray is telling him Tripper's telling Rudy like, yeah, you got to run however many miles a day to stay in, you know, peak physical shape and all this stuff, you know, and here he is completely gassed and he's telling this kid like what he needs to do to be in shape. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was pretty funny too. I didn't laugh, but I, I didn't hate my life at that moment. So for, for that one, two minutes, for that, for that half a second. <laughs> I think the smart point that you said on this whole thing is thank God. Um, 
Ivan Reitman did this movie before Ghostbusters. That's yes. got to be like like the smart point of the episode because <laughs> you are correct because Bill Murray got to work out his kinks. Thank God they got that stuff out because then he goes on to do Ghostbusters, you know, as a director and he directs Twins and all these other movies i mean junior it was not that great (laughs) stripes six six days and seven nights i mean and then he produces all these other movies in here like this stuff this is the stuff that made me want to become a director Mm -hmm. this is the stuff like ghostbusters are like wow you can have action and comedy and it's funny and it's for adults and it's for kids and we're still we liked it then and we're still laughing at it today yeah you know, so like the impact that he had was incredible. But thank God he got his feet wet with Bill Murray on meatballs. That is the, the, the Adam's smart point of the episode. He had to go through this process to get to Stripes, to get to Ghostbusters. And and, and it's uh it's interesting how tied in Ivan and Bill are. I mean, Bill yep. was in his first three movies, and they were hugely successful, and he had to have Bill Murray, and it actually turns out that Bill Murray um, helped Ivan become a good director during this film. Yep. Like, apparently Ivan was being a hard ass and yelling at people and going off on people, hmm. and Bill took him aside and said, dude, you'll get a better movie. If you're nicer to people, if you go with the flow, if you we're having a we're making a fun little movie, I could see being a a director on a shoestring budget in his first film, being really uptight and worried about things, totally, and, and, and being overly <laughs> controlling, and, and 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 that Bill Bill helped him relax and become the director that, and, and then he worked with him on his very next film, Stripes, and then. One of the best comedies of all time, just four years later, five years later. Um, so, so, and that's directly attributable to, to Bill Murray. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. Ivan, and, and, and growing together as artists. And that's awesome. So that is awesome. That and alone is enough reason to cover this movie. Exactly, exactly. And that's, and that's why I wanted to push you to follow through on doing this episode <laughs> i was gonna be like dude we got to just do a patreon only episode on this because i don't really have anything positive to say and i don't want to do this big <laughs> and negative now you episode. ended up saying way more positive things than after even i have <laughs> after ivan passed away and all this stuff yeah let, let me let me talk some let's talk some crap about bill murray uh, as I want to do, as, as that's become kind do. of my brand. Yeah, um, this, is a, this is an Adam Adam point. Go. So so he he I, I I love the guy. He didn't just like Ghostbusters. Just like I guess this is his mo. Um, they didn't know if Bill Murray was going to show up. He didn't show up till day three of shooting. Day one started. They hadn't heard from him. They had no commitment. Day two shooting started. They got a call from his lawyer and they said, yeah, he, he likes it. He's in day three. He finally shows up. And I think it was the scene that you were talking about earlier where he's doing the interview. Yeah. He, they, they literally shot that in the clothes that he just happened to be wearing. Like, <laughs> and, and they had no backup plan. Ivan Reitman was like, this is our guy. 
This is our star. If we don't have him, this movie does not work. They started shooting before they had a firm commitment and before he even showed up and they almost had to stop production without a backup plan. Which is exactly what happened in Lost in Translation. I think he got there the day before or something like that. But the same thing happened in Lost in Translation. Same thing I, happened with Ghostbusters. Yeah, I it's guess just, that that is just his thing. The big thing that came out of this movie, I think the thing that's most, like, I don't know, but that I've noticed that people remember, uh, remember about it is the big speech that he gives at the end, Bill Murray gives at the end, uh, when he's trying to inspire his team they're they're doing the olympiad versus camp mohawk and they've lost 12 years in a row or whatever the rich kid camp and (laughs) but then he did this whole thing about it just doesn't matter it just doesn't matter yeah and then people started chanting and apparently that was all improv like that was not in the script and ivan just wanted him to go and he told the extras and the cast to just go go along with it and that that it just doesn't matter as sort of a, a counter you know anti-establishment sort of uh reverse inspirational speech mm-hmm. i mean i, I didn't like laugh but no. it worked <laughs> <laughs> it works narratively speaking yeah, it does I, it does and that that part is cool and it kind of ties the whole room together it sure does I wanted to say, I was going to say maybe the title for this episode should be called Comedy Has Come a Long Way Since Meatballs. Interesting. Because it has. On the other hand, I see the value of this. I see the inspiration for a lot of things. I see how this is early Bill Murray, early Ivan Reitman. This is all coming together. It led to some of the best stuff ever. So I'm glad it happened. I'm glad that we as... Uh, fans of cinema get to go and enjoy the early works just like people can enjoy our early work (laughs) and see how we improve over the years and and stuff like that i I know we're being hard on this film but it's not without merit I, i i i have a hard time recommending that people watch it necessarily but i will say from doing research and i know your research revealed this too a lot of people have a strong connection to this film. Mm-hmm. There are serious fans about this uh, for two, of this movie that really have a soft spot in their heart for this movie, and they really like it and defend it, and not in a defensive way, but they just say it's a good movie. It spoke to me. It came out in a time of my life that it made sense. I think it's funny. I think it's good. And so this is kind of one of those things like, St. Elmo's Fire, where we weren't part of that generation. We missed that boat. It's a generational type film. We didn't experience it firsthand, so we don't have the connection the way we would with Ghostbusters or Return of the Jedi or something like that. Exactly, exactly. But but I respect people who really feel strongly about something like this. I do too. I mean, and that's the thing about art and and cinema or, or music or anything is... Not everything is going to appeal to everybody at all times, especially with comedy, because comedy is highly suggestive or subjective. And not Mm -hmm. only is it subjective, but it also depends on your mood. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like it's the same reason why it's like maybe we should watch some of these comedies together rather than separate. We'd probably Mm -hmm. enjoy them more. 
Because mm-hmm. when we when we reflected, and here's the crazy reality, because my my alternate on the title was just simply meatballs. Huh. But <laughs> we have laughed more talking about the movie mm-hmm. than I know for a fact we both did while watching it. Like we found more to laugh at talking about specific scenes from the movies from the movie than what we actually did while we were watching it. So I find that interesting. I understand why people would back it up, but I think it it's again going to be somebody who was seeing something unique for the very first time. That was not us in this viewing and and we would never be able to have that organic natural love of this movie it does remind me it does bring out some of the memories of when we went to summer camp it rem- specifically um outdoor ed is what i'm thinking of oh. more than our summer camps when it was just boys <laughs> but when we were in sixth grade we went to outdoor ed overnight with girls in other cabins and it was very much this like talking about girls trying to see what they're doing get up to no good uh but uh i I, it did take me to an extent back to that there has been so many of these types of movies and i guess my challenge to you would be to i i think we should do at some point we should do ernest goes to camp because i want to compare ernest goes to camp to this one well ernest was way more our generation Yes, it was. I mean that was that was the kind of stupid crap we were looking at watching. So I'm I'm and I say stupid <laughs> crap, but I love Ernest. Ivan Reitman, though I didn't know him personally, has affected not just not just my my desire to to be in film, but just affected us through so many movies and even throughout the 2000s being a, a producer on just some of the most iconic movies and you don't until somebody's gone you don't really go back and think too much about what they meant to you and especially somebody that you haven't you know sat down and had extensive conversations with like I do with you on the show but when you stop and you think about it, you're like wow he is one of the very few director producers that that has inspired me for decades and i just think that's really cool and and but it wasn't without him finding his way Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know him making his early early films him making mistakes him learning from it him growing in the craft and and i think that is a statement to somebody who listened to Bill Murray when he pulled him aside and was like, hey man, if you're nicer, you might have a lot more fun and get more of the stuff you're looking for in this mm-hmm. film. You know, mm-hmm. we've we've all had moments that are learning moments in our careers and being in film, I've I've had, you know, countless moments where you learn something. And and that that's really cool. That's really cool. And I guess I couldn't I was important to me that we did this movie since it was According to Wikipedia, only his first movie as a director, you know. So it, it, and and that we'd never seen it, and that it was. It's. I feel like we paid good good tribute to to him to 
even though we don't love the movie, they, I think we gave it its due. We definitely gave it a fair shake, and we had a totally. way deeper conversation than most people would about a movie called Meatballs. So, so there's there's nothing. I, I do want to give a shout out to a YouTuber uh, or a YouTube channel called Good Bad Flicks. Uh, check it out. It's a short film. It's a short take. I think about five minutes on. It's called Good Bad Flicks on Meatballs, and he's one of the guys that had a connection with this film and he articulates it very well and helped me appreciate people who appreciate this film. So I just give a good, a good shout out to good, bad flicks and you know, good, bad podcasts. 